Welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. We are only one show away from episode 400. Well, technically, you know what, never mind. Anyway, we're still down a few panelists, but Jake and Colin are tough, so they took it upon themselves to tackle Marvel's upcoming offerings for Disney+. Also, be sure to check us out over at KryptonRadio.com. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Now play the music. This is the Soul Androids Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Colin. And it's just the two of us again this week, Colin. Uh, I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> it's rough. You don't have the sarcastic humor of the the great Zach Cipriano. Or the... Or the... The sharp Glamour. Wit. Yeah. Sharp whip of, of Kate. Yeah. It's all right. You'll have to settle for us. And it, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we promise it won't be a super long episode, so you don't have to, like, suffer through it for very long. But we do have a lot to talk about, because we're actually going to talk about three shows and what we know about them, which I don't know that we know a whole lot about them. We know a little. A little. But we did see uh, during the big game, since Super Bowl is trademarked, so you can't really say it. So the big game, even though I just said it. We saw the first trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. So these are three Marvel series that are coming to Disney Plus, I think, later this year. I know I know a couple of them are at least later this year, but I think all three of them are later this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. At least WandaVision and Loki, for sure. Yeah. So they all look very, very different. And... We didn't, I mean, because it was a very quick ad, it was like a 30 second ad. So I don't know if that's just Disney cheaping out. They didn't want to buy a full minute or what, but it was, it was pretty good. Maybe it was a minute. And, uh, in that time though, we had glimpses of all three shows. And so we really didn't get a feel a whole lot for any of them, but we at least got to see some of them. And I got to tell you the one that stood out the most because it looked so different from anything we've seen for me, was WandaVision. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the the cutting in between all these retro times and then back to present and then, uh, yeah, just these, like, 70 vibes that are going on. It was super weird. And then we also saw the uh, the original uh, Scarlet Witch uh, mm-hmm. outfit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it it was interesting. You're right. It was it was different eras. Like you got a very a uh, very kind of sitcom-y vibe from it. Uh, but at the same time, it it was like sitcoms from different decades. Like just in that one little shot, you've got Wanda where she goes through each decade. And uh, that was very interesting. Uh, and then at one point, Vision was in black and white and she was in color and all sorts of weird stuff going on there with the show. And we've already had from Kevin Feige, he's said that this is going to be unlike anything you've ever seen. Uh, and I, I'm believing that because I don't know what to think of it at this point. I have no idea yeah. what WandaVision is about. Yeah, there were some Easter eggs that were kind of tossed in. For instance, in one of the more retro scenes, you can see two binkies mm-hmm. flying out. Uh, and that leads us to believe that we'll be able to see 
they're twins, mm-hmm. uh, or at least a vision yeah. oh. of the two twins. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah. yeah, this it's humor like this, folks, that you can only get on this show. You're so welcome. Solid gold, <laughs> solid gold puns. That's what we promise every week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that is incorporated in there. I know. There's, there hasn't been a comic book series called WandaVision, but there have been some different series that, that it looks like this may be pulling from, uh, including there was a series called The Vision uh, where he had a family and there's been other storylines and story arcs where they have children. So it'll be interesting to see what source of material they pull from. Although the MCU, I'll be honest, typically they'll pull very loosely from anything in the comics and and make it their own. But more importantly, is the vision back back or what are we seeing here? Is are we that in some kind of weird like mind trance of yeah, of her? I mean, that is what her power is or one of her powers is she can kind of manipulate reality. We saw her do that to the Avengers in uh the Avengers Age of Ultron. And so are we really seeing what's happening? I think a lot of where we're seeing it shift between the different decades kind of implies that there's some kind of mental mind games going on there. And it's not so straightforward. This is what's happening. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where it's, I don't know. You you just can't tell. And you know, you, you've got so many different directors now that have their own takes on shows that, they all look so different now. It's it's yeah. crazy to see some of the creativity that's that's starting to come out more and more now. I I felt like we kind of hit a lull there for a while where mm-hmm. we just kind of kept seeing the same repeat things over and over again. Uh but now you've got shows like The Mandalorian which is very different from from most of the Star Wars universe of of what we've seen mm-hmm. and then WandaVision of course is is taking a a whole new level of itself. Yeah, I agree. And I think not just the the variety of directors, I think the quality of directors as well. I mean, you consider the last two episodes of The Mandalorian were, was it the last two that were directed by uh, Waika? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name either. Um, But, but I mean, this is, he's he's, also directed Ragnarok and. But, but also Jojo Rabbit, which is now nominated for a, Best picture at the Academy Awards. So yeah, uh, it's Taika Watiti is how you say ah, his name. Yes. Yeah, but I and I just watched Jojo Rabbit the other day, and it is a phenomenal film. Uh, and not to get into movies because that's my other podcast, <laughs> but to get directors of that caliber involved in your show—that's just a weekly serial TV show kind of thing—is pretty impressive. And so. With The Mandalorian, I think Disney has set the bar pretty high for what people are going to expect with these live-action shows uh, now that are coming out from Marvel. Not just from Star Wars, but I think if everybody's going to kind of expect all of the Disney shows to to meet that same standard. Which is great, because the other alternative would be like meeting the standard of like a Disney Channel show, which is not what I want my Star Wars or Marvel series to look like are you saying you don't want it to look like high school musical the the musical oh my gosh because that was so good was it so good <laughs> i i actually really enjoyed it 
I don't know. I'm into like the cheesy high school comedies. I don't know why, but I just, I thought uh, above that, the music uh, talent mm-hmm. in there was actually phenomenal and way better than the original high school musical. Yeah, it was, I, I haven't seen all of it. So I'll say that. Oh, you have seen some of it. Well, I, I have three girls living in the house now. (laughs) One of them is a preteen and she watched all of them as soon as they came out. uh, And she enjoyed them quite a bit, each of the episodes. Uh, And she thought it was really cool that it took place in Utah. And that's kind of the weird thing. It's, it's taking place at East high school but it, obviously it's a fictional story taking place at a real high school that was the setting for high school musical the movie which east high school was it's all very meta so do you think that east high school is going to do high school the musical the musical the musical i hope so just because it will confuse the heck out of parents the next steps they'll be like wait what is this that we're watching what is going on <laughs> High school musical, some weird the musical, inception stuff going the on. The series, here. the musical. <laughs> Wait, what is happening? <laughs> anyway, moving away from high school musical, the musical, the series, let's talk about Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I don't know what this is going to be necessarily either. I think it's more what we're used to seeing, and we've seen more of these characters together. But we are going to see the next phase uh since uh Sam has gotten the the shield and what does he do now as the falcon yeah and we and apparently he's keeping the name the falcon which is interesting may i i think he'll work his way into it right i don't think he's gonna just jump into the suit i don't think he's going to feel worthy um Mm -hmm. in that sense i think it's gonna take him time to really develop into really honor what that name means. Mm-hmm. And even his, his reaction when Cap does pass the shield over to him, you can tell he's just like, I, am I ready for this? Like, is this yeah, what, where I need to be? What, what I need to do? Can I hold up? I don't have superhuman strength. What do I do? <laughs> right. And so I, I think it's really diving into that and figuring that out. And, you know, are are we going to see a new serum come up to yeah. be able to give him those powers? Or is he just going to come into it this his own and, you know, not rely as much on, you know, his gadgets as he has in the past? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he does it. I one thing we know for certain from watching the the trailer is he's practicing a lot with the shield. Yep. Cuz he's throwing it into trees, which is how you practice with a shield apparently. I I mean that's how I would practice with them, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. I I don't know either. It's that or brick walls. Yeah. I mean it's it's vibranium so it could go through the brick probably. It could, but it could also go through the trees, probably. Which, it, it sticks into the tree. You're right. It does. But he doesn't get it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things about this so far has been some of the reactions online. Uh, and, and one of the things that has really stood out to people is there's a scene 
where uh, there's someone in a Captain America costume. I can't tell by looking at it if, it, if it's Sam. I, I'm guessing that's who it is. And he's in a stadium full of people. And, oh, they're saying this is the aftermath of what happened after the snap when everybody's back and look how happy they are and there's so many more people and whatever. And and what I love about that is I have no idea what that scene is other than it's him in front of a large group of people in a stadium or what the point of that scene is. But I love that there are Marvel fans out there, that there are fans out there that are watching this that are trying to read as much into it as they possibly can. And this is what I love about any fandom is, and we did the same thing when the first, or or when the Rise of Skywalker trailer came out that had Ray with her double bladed lightsaber and it was red and it was like, Oh, we're going to get evil Ray and what's going to happen. And I love the theories that come from it. And I love the, the chatter that comes from it. But the reality is we saw a split second of one scene from an episode that we don't have any idea what it's about and we are taking it to mean, oh, you know, read so much significance into, look how many more people they are and how happy they are since the snap is now over. I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. And we don't know how how long this season's going to go. I, I assume it's going to go for eight episodes like The Mandalorian. And it could be 30 minutes. It could be an hour or it could be like Mandalorian where it changes per episode depending on, on what they need to fit in. And so it's hard to say exactly how much time it's going to pass and mm-hmm. uh, and where this is going to go. But I'm excited for it. I, and I love that about The Mandalorian, that each episode is a different length. I mean, they're all around 40 minutes. If you had to pick kind of an average time, I think 40 minutes is pretty close to the length uh, of each episode. But I love that it they are each the length that it takes to tell the story they wanted to tell in that episode. Which is cool. Yeah. And I I wonder if this could be the new format for things going forward, even movies, you know, moving into more of this episodic kind of approach. I, I wouldn't. Because, I mean, they're maintaining these huge, big names mm-hmm. in in a TV show. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if movies kind of became more episodic or if we saw high quality. I mean... It, what we're seeing with the Mandalorian and what it looks like with these new Marvel series is they're all high quality. They're all high budget. Um, Looking at the footage that we saw. And again, it was only a very little bit. They all look like they're as high quality as something that you would see in a Marvel movie. So it's not dropping off because really like if you watched agents of shield, there was a drop off in quality between the films that you were watching in the MCU and then agents of shield. Um, and it wasn't, I'm not saying agents of shield was a low quality show, but they stayed away from doing some of the special effects. They didn't have the budget to do a lot of those special effects. And as a result, the show just looked like it was trying to look like a Marvel movie, but it wasn't quite reaching that level. Yeah. I don't get that same feeling with what we've seen with these three series. Yeah. And I feel like agents of shield two was struggling to find its place. You know, it was, it was constantly going through and going back to kind of the, the same exact villains or, or concepts that they've done in previous seasons. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, it's, I've, I still kind of watch it, but it's just gotten to the point where it's so dragged out mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it's probably a good thing that this is its last season. Yeah. I agree. And what I like about these new Marvel series, it's a little bit different. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they tried to create this whole series and build these whole storylines that were part of the MCU, but at the same time they were existing completely outside of the MCU. You had like the Inhuman storyline, which was going to go in a direction, and then it kind of never really got there because Inhumans never really took off the way that they wanted it to. Whoever is at fault there, it's probably those that made it. It was awful. I, I don't get how the director signed up for it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't even know who the director is. I don't want to know because I might be <laughs> severely I never want to watch anything by them again. Oh, it's my favorite director. <laughs> no. But what I like about these three series is they are taking characters that we know from the MCU. And, and we knew Agent Coulson with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but we didn't know the other characters. So already I'm bought in more with these, with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, with WandaVision, with Loki, because I know the characters that are involved and I already want to see what's going to happen with them. I want to see Bucky and Sam getting along and, and how they do that without cap being involved. I want to see the relationship between Wanda and the vision continue to develop on whatever level it's developing. And, And I, I'm interested genuinely in what's going to happen with Loki and how that story is going to play out. With Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it was like, Agent Coulson's cool, I guess, from the movies, but do I want to watch a whole ongoing series about him? And watch him literally die eight more times? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's getting old. Like, I get it, we're going to kill him, and he's not going to really be dead. Yeah, he's never really dead. Because they don't have a show without Coulson, I don't think. I think, yeah. I think they, they lean on that character far too much. Yeah. And and they haven't figured out a way to permanently remove him from the picture and have the show go on. But they want to do that. They want to have that, okay, now he's gone. How do we survive without Coulson? But it's okay. He'll be back in a few episodes. But <laughs> right now we've got to figure out how we can survive without him. And they don't know how to just get the show to go without him. Yeah. But enough about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because really <laughs> – I don't know it as well as I I think others do. And there are some people that really like it. I just feel like these shows that we saw the trailer of during the big game look like they are on par with what we've seen in the MCU. And honestly, if Disney's willing to put the money into these shows that they were willing to put into uh, The Mandalorian, I think we're going to get very high quality, cinema quality shows. uh, And that's really incredible when you think about it. And I think they know where their bread is buttered. They know that Star Wars is going to make them money and they know that Marvel's going to make them money. Yeah. They know that people are going to sign up for Disney Plus for the Marvel shows, for the Star Wars shows. And so they don't want that to turn people away if they watch them. Like they want them to be good so that people continue to keep coming back uh and sticking around. Honestly, I, I can understand keeping Disney Plus just for The Mandalorian, and now that it's over, wanting to cancel and then picking it back up in October. But personally, I'm too lazy, so I would just keep paying the <laughs> $6.99 a month anyway and keep it. And they're planning on that. They're counting on people that are going to say, yeah, I'm in on The Mandalorian. 
Yeah. Got to see what happens next. Well, I mean, it's to me, it's like it's 60 bucks. Like, yeah, I'm just going to pay the 60 bucks just to have it and then also have my child watch the things that I grew up on as well because nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, watching Brave Little Toaster over and over again. Okay, see, I can't stand Brave Little Toaster. I'm sorry. What? So, that... Oh. Brave Little Toaster, Sheep. my brother was way into that show. And he watched it over and over again. And I think I was just old enough that I was like, this is a baby show. This is yeah. not a show I'm interested in. And, like, he was obsessed with it. And so I can't even sit down and watch it because I'm like, I hate this show. This is the worst. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so sad. My wife felt the same way with Newsies because her brother used to watch it all really? the time. And he would sing along with it and dance along with it. He's like, I hate that show because he loved it so much. Yeah. I actually didn't watch Newsies until like four years ago. Wow. Yeah. And it was only because they came into town and, and my wife, who I was dating at the time, was really into it, so I surprised her with it. I also paid way too much for those tickets. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I decided to do it last minute, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Those are $600 tickets. Yeah. But I also already made up my mind that I was going to do it, so I was like, all right, great, here we go. <laughs> Hopefully this is worth it. Well, we got a kid, so I guess it was worth it. Well, it worked <laughs> out. It worked out for you. So... Loki is the third one. We haven't talked about Loki yet. We really didn't see a whole lot from Loki. No, one of the one of the only things that really stood out was he's obviously in some kind of a jail. Yes. He's he's wearing a jail uniform. On it are the initials TVA. Right. Which we see in the comics um is the time variance authority which monitors the timeline kind of like how in the Flash they have you know, the, uh, what are they called? The specters or, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember what they're called, but within the speed force to kind of rein him in and make sure that he isn't changing the timeline too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we can only assume that he was caught by them and then positioned out of that due to him not being in the right timeline anymore, obviously. Yeah. So that, that sets up an interesting story, I think. And it'll be interesting to see if restoring him to the right timeline, if he ends up being alive, is this how Loki comes back into the MCU? All of these shows, from what we understand, tie in with phase four. So that could mean, just by essence of them having a show, that the Vision is back and that Loki is back. Yeah. In some form. There's a lot of theories and speculation that Loki is back because he stole the Tesseract in Endgame when Cap uh, was trying to get get that. Um, and they went back in time and he disappears with it and creates a new timeline and, and whatever. So that may be where this Loki comes from. We'll have to wait and see. It would be cool if it ties in with stuff like that. Yeah. And I wonder if we'll see any of... Uh... Chris Hemsworth as well. Yeah, and that would be huge. If Chris Hemsworth ends up making an appearance on the show, that would be a really, really big deal. Yeah, which, I mean, if he's creating his own timeline, I I would assume he would be within there at some point. Or, you know, he decided to get rid of Thor. Who knows? Yeah, that could be too. Thor's just gone. (laughs) Hey, I guess Kevin Feige knows. 
yeah. Kevin Feige seems to have a good idea and a good direction for all of this and where it's going and what's happening with it. And I really hope that these shows do tie in because so far what we've gotten from TV in the Marvel Universe are shows that either very, very, very loosely tie in with the MCU or don't really at all. Like Daredevil was a great show on Netflix but how much did it actually tie in with what was going on in the MCU? And there were mentions and there were hints and, and whatever, but you know, you, I never expected daredevil to show up at any point in the Avengers movies in Endgame or infinity war, or any of it. Yeah. I know there were a lot of people that were like, where, you know, where's daredevil? Where are the defenders? I never expected that to happen because I think Disney was very clearly wanting there to be that division between the Hell's Kitchen group, and the rest of the MCU. Yep. But what we're seeing now are these are Avengers that are going to be in their own series, and now we're going to see them week after week, and how will their characters and their story develop, and, and how will that lead into the next Avengers movie and the next phase of the MCU. Yeah, and I think this is how we're we're going to really get more of a, a connection with these characters, mm-hmm. and I think it's... Disney's way of, you know, we may not be able to create all these movies and mm-hmm. get these characters up to speed in that way, but we can develop these shows and have, you know, crossovers with the Avengers and those shows and then uh, eventually have that tie into the films as we're going as well. Yeah. So and I think I- we're, we're able to really develop more of a, I don't want to say community, like a, uh, a more larger cinematic storyline. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think with Disney Plus, Disney has a platform now to, to really do that. And it makes me wonder what would have happened if Disney Plus had been around long enough ago that they could have done Daredevil and Luke Cage and those characters on Disney Plus. I don't know. The content may have been very, very different because Netflix seems to have a propensity or a desire to really want to go for that TVMA rating. Like they, they love it. It's their favorite rating when they make a TV show and Disney so far hasn't produced anything on Disney plus that would be TVMA. Yeah. And so I think I don't, the content don't would be different. Will. I don't know either. D- listen, whether you like Disney or you don't, Disney understands who they are. They make family entertainment. That's what they go for. And if you don't want family entertainment, Disney's not the right company for you. And they know that about themselves. And they're not trying to be anything else because what they have been has been pretty successful for them. Yep. So I don't know. I, I've heard rumors that Hulu may be where they put more of that adult type programming in the future because they own Hulu basically at this point. And I wouldn't mind that. Like you've got all these Fox properties. Now you've got a bunch of properties that you've picked up through Marvel and through star Wars and everything else. But, but really the Fox ones, you've got properties that you could make TV shows out of that would be TVMA pretty easily, but you're not going to want to put that on Disney plus where kids are going to stumble on it. So I think putting on, on Hulu makes a lot of sense, but we'll see. Do you know what rating Marvel Runaways is? It's at least TV 14, 
Huh. I wonder. Yeah, because I'm... Because that was originally a Hulu show. Yeah. But it's also on Disney Plus now, so... Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued if maybe... It, nah, it probably wasn't an MA. Let's see. It wasn't dark enough for that, I don't think. Yeah, TV 14 looking at Hulu. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the, the closest thing that they have to kind of that outlier on there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see uh, as these shows continue to develop what what we really get. I'm sure that we'll see more as they get closer. We'll see more trailers, more footage and get kind of more of an idea of what they're going to be. I'm interested to see how they tie in with the MCU at large and, and really just where they go from here. But I was more excited after seeing the trailer than I was before I saw the trailer. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's hard not to get stoked about these characters and, and seeing them back on the screen again. Yeah. Not the big screen, but you know, TV screens good too. You know, depending on how big your TV is, it could be at least a medium-sized screen. It could be. <laughs> I mean, it's not an IMAX, but, you know, doing all right as far as TVs go. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be... It's going to be exciting. I'm excited for it, and hopefully we'll we'll get what we want. Yeah. I mean, we will, because, you know, they haven't let us down yet, I don't think. Yeah. That, that really depends on who you ask. Well... Okay. Not to get into that, but <sighs> there are two choice films that I could could do with that, but that's if we're talking about MCU, I think that's about right. Yeah. I think most people have been pleased by and large with the MCU. Yeah. Uh there's definitely a lot of fanboys out there that that did not like Captain Marvel. Well, that's fine. And that's it wasn't for those fanboys. Yeah, exactly. But uh by and large, I think yeah, we've gotten We've been pretty spoiled as far as Marvel goes. But listeners, we want to hear what you think about it. You can send us that feedback to our email address, which is what, Colin? Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Casting it, Jake. <laughs> That's right. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. We'd love to hear what you think about these shows. Are you excited for them? Do you think they don't look that great? We want to know what your thoughts are. And if you've got a topic that you want us to cover for the show, we'd love to hear about that as well. We will take requests and see what we can do. Any, any final thoughts on these shows, Colin? I think we're, we're definitely in the right direction for these types of shows and, you know, for Kenobi, hopefully coming out in the next year as well. And mm -hmm. season two of Mandalorian, we're getting a bunch of bunch more, uh, merch for the child, according to the last earnings call for, for Disney, yeah. so that's that's pretty exciting to to see more and more of those. It's peachy. It's great. Yeah, I love it. It's a good time to be a nerd. Good time to be a nerd for 100%. sure. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Hasta luego. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.